0: And welcome to another episode of Grumpy Old Gay Men and Their Dogs. This is episode 54 here in the Zen Room, day 264, which means there are 101 days left in the calendar year. My name, of course, is Patrick Finn, and I am sitting here with the gelatinous Tommy Gibbons. Hi bitches, how are you, Tommy? A uh, gelatinous. Oh, you're feeling gelatinous. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm gonna need a. There's a flag up on this. <laughs> the fuck gelatinous. Well, you shake like Jello. I seem to have left you stunned. You
0: should continue. Oh, okay, then I guess I will. Did you have an exciting week or weekend? Anything new or exciting happen?
1: Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, nothing. I worked. It was uh, it was Frost Nixon down there at Main Theater and Madison Theater. and uh, uh, yeah, school and yeah, and school it. and 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 the show and the show. And yeah, I worked. Did it have a good opening night? Yes, it's very well done. It's i oh, good. It's,
0: have you seen? Are you have you watched it yet? I have
1: watched. Ah, really? I watched. It. I did. Scott's incredible. Scott and Kevin Scott Earl. Earl. Scott Earl as Nixon and Ken uh, and Russo Kevin, as Kevin Russo. Kevin has, Russo. Uh, uh, David Frost. Oh, yeah, excellent, they're, they're excellent. I'm oh, cool,
0: and that's a Studio Manist Theater in Lindenhurst.
1: It is excellent. Good to know. That's yeah. That's where I'll be next weekend. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> stalkers. <laughs> yes,
0: our fans can now stalk you at the Manist Studio Theater. You can find Tommy behind the bar or under it. <laughs> But I had a pretty, well, not quiet week, actually. We actually started rehearsals this week for the Weir. And we
1: started our blocking rehearsals. We had our first two this week already. Okay, so walk me through that night. What do you mean? Like, what, you go in? yeah. Okay, you got your actors there, and you're going to start where we're going to start?
0: Well, we set up the stage as, you know, a facsimile of what I'm going to hopefully get at the end with the set, and before that, I've already reviewed my script and have marked out where I want people to go on the script. Everything is all plotted out ahead of time. Okay. I'm not like some people like, just ring it on the spot.
1: I, I don't do that. I like to plan ahead. So then you're directing, you're telling them, you're giving them your notes as they're moving around.
0: Exactly. Okay. Yep. So yeah, this way they get all their blocking first. So this way, I I don't hear the excuse from the actor of "I can't learn my lines until I know all my blocking." Well, that's the <laughs> you, you know you could just forward them notes. I could, but it's easier to show them when they're on stage, you of know? Of course, that's
1: what your rehearsal is for. Yeah, yeah exactly,
0: yeah, but, exactly. And plus, you know, we've got a few acting, you know, I didn't just do the blocking, there were a few acting notes and things like that, other things covered, discussing the Irish
1: accent, which is a
0: very hard accent to do. Yeah, I, I
1: think understand. it's one of the hardest accents for people to learn. Well, to you do. got your North Welsh and Eastern Welsh over there.
0: Well, that's even, that's even yeah. on the other side, you have the Welsh, you have the Scottish, you have the Yorkshire accent in London, you know, and uh, the Cockney accent, and I... And even the Northern Irish accent is slightly different from the regular Irish accent, so right, to speak. Right, you know? right, right, but, uh, but no, it's been fun though so far. Okay, yeah. Looking Good. forward to further work on it. All right, that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, it's, I'm like very non-responsive right now. That's okay. We completely understand. <laughs> Cannabis will do that sometimes. It does. <laughs> it does. We'll move on to our very first segment then. Mm. <laughs> Yes, it's time for a little heavy petting. What do we got? And well, continuing on the, I guess, on the past episodes of what we've been doing, of going through the various dog breeds. You're
1: not even looking for news anymore,
0: are you? Oh, actually, I have been. It's the kind of news that if I did discuss it, you wouldn't like, because it's about dogs being rescued from terrible situations and things like that. And I know
1: you don't <laughs> like those kind of stories. I don't. But if you came at me with, so in the past week, 4,000 puppies were rescued and found loving home. And if I found a story like that, I would be bringing that up. Okay. But I did not find any stories like that. Okay, you're right. The other ones I don't
0: want to hear about. Okay, exactly. So Uh this is what I found... Let's explore the different dog breeds that are out I, there, okay and especially and ones just, that
1: we've never heard of before. I just don't know how much of uh, it is going to replace the news. True. This is very true.
0: But people get to learn about different breeds of dogs. Okay. And they may want to explore, because maybe they're out looking for a pet. They say, oh, I heard about this dog on the Grumpy Old Gay Men podcast. Okay. Let's go check it out. Tune in to learn. Yeah. You're going to learn stuff. Learn stuff. Okay. <laughs> So today, we're, we're going to learn about the Ca de Bo. Because I'm going to tell it to you. <laughs> yes, we're That's going to talk going about, to about it. it. Well, we're going to talk about it. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Ca de beau? The Ca de, could you spell it? It's capital C-A, then small letter D-E, and then capital B-O-U. Uh, ca de beau. it's pronounced. I'm it's a you,
1: Catalan word. A Catalan word. Could you use it in a sentence,
0: please? Um, look at that Cadebo peeing over there. Wow.
1: <laughs> you could say that sentence in a number of different situations. <laughs> yes, you could. I bet you, I bet you could anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what uh, this dog is.
0: Well, it's also known as the Mallorcan Bulldog or Mallorcan Mastiff, or in Spanish, it's called the El Perro de Presa Mallorquin.
1: Let's just stay right there. Okay. okay. So, I, I want a picture of it. Where's the picture? Oh, you want to see the picture of it right away. Hold on, I'll get you the how picture. Is, how is the tab not ready?
0: I'm sorry, it is ready. It's right here. This is a picture of the Cadebo. Can we just say Cadebo? look <laughs> <laughs> That would be incorrect. Cadebo. 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 Or you can call it the Majorcan Mastiff right. if you'd like. But that's a picture of it. There are, from what I was reading, there are two different types. The one that's, in, that's bred in Eastern Europe, they have a shorter snout than the ones that are bred from the Majorca area. Okay. That's where they are originally from. They date back from ancient times. And they were originally bred for basically bull baiting and dog fighting. Oh, but then once those sports were banned, this dog almost fell into extinction. Okay. But then dog enthusiasts kind of like brought it back and started breeding them again. And now they're house pets. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Then well, I guess people still use them as guard dogs and as farm dogs, but people can breed them as uh, house pets as well. Okay. They grow up to two feet tall and weigh between 65 and 85 pounds.
1: Okay.
0: Their coat is very short and rough. Okay. It li- can live up to ten to twelve years. They are known as strong, fearless,
1: loyal, protective, and agile. Yeah, that's not your family-friendly dog right there. He's beautiful. It's a beautiful-looking Square dog, right? Shit, though, like it, Yeah, I mean a the whole frame. It.
0: It's—I it, mean, it as a—it fr- looks like it reminds me of, of a bulldog. You know, that's that's why you know the the, the phrase Cadebo means in Catalan bulldog. But okay. yeah, it's a, it's a gorgeous-looking that's dog. A big-ass I think. Ass bulldog. Right? Yeah. It's yeah, much bigger than a bulldog. At least, you know, at least it's height wiser and everything. But yeah, that's the story of the cade beau. Cade beau,
1: so yeah. So here's to the cade Beau. Write that shit down, because there's no way you're gonna remember. It. <laughs> <laughs> we now move on to your favorite segment. Happy birthday. Many happy returns. A very happy birthday.
0: Yes, it's time happy- for birthdays. <laughs> But you'll be very happy to know there's only one birthday on this list today. Go ahead. They're dead. Okay. <laughs> but it's only one today.
1: Okay. So, you're so you're we really could happy. skip this
0: segment altogether. No, we could, but we're not going to. Because, because I think we're it's a celebrating a birthday for a dead person. Yes, we are. We're, it's we're, a It's a very, to me, a very honored and revered person. If it weren't for him, I may have never seen one of my childhood idols. And so So his name is Chuck Jones. Have Chuck you ever Jones, heard of
1: him? He's the cartoon guy. He's, exactly. Uh, oh my God, you actually have heard of him. I saw his name in front of me. <laughs> Oh, so you're going to cheat and look at the script now. No. <laughs> Growing up, he was oh, okay. he was
0: Looney Tunes. Exactly. He was Looney Tunes. He was born in Spokane, Washington. His family later moved to L.A. His He started drawing because his dad was a, a somewhat unsuccessful businessman. And every time he started business, he would go get the stationery printed right away. And then once the business failed and he moved on to something else, he had all this useless stationery. So he would give it to their kids and say... Start drawing, okay, and that's where he basically learned to draw. So that by the time he went to art school, one of his art teachers told him, told the students, you know, you haven't, you haven't really drawn good art until after your first one hundred thousand drawings. And he said to himself, well, I've drawn over two hundred thousand. Oh my god. <laughs> So, he first, uh, after graduating from art school, he worked at a studio called UBI Work Studio. First as a cell washer, then a painter, and then a tracer. And he met his future wife at that studio. Ain't that sweet? Right? He then joined Leon Schlesinger Productions, which produced the Merry Melody and Looney Tunes cartoons for Warner Brothers. He started as an animator and eventually became a director in 1938. His first animated character was Sniffles the Mouse. Oh, how
1: cute.
0: Yes. He worked at Warner Brothers through the 1930s. 50s, having a hand in the creation of many characters, including Bugs Bunny, Michigan J. Frog, Gossamer. You remember Gossamer, don't you? I had Gossamer license plates. Ah! So then you know Gossamer. I know from Gossamer. Marvin the Martian, mm-hmm. Pepe Le Pew, the whole Why The Coyote and the Roadrunner. Road Runner. After Warner Brothers closed down its animation studio in nineteen sixty-three, he formed his own studio and produced Tom and Jerry. Okay, good for him. He then later collaborated with Theodore Geisel, also known as Doctor Seuss, Seuss on the TV adaptations of Horton, Here's a Who, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Okay. He won an Oscar for Best Animated Short Film in 1966 and received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Academy in 1996. Are you
1: going to tell me the name of the movie?
0: I don't remember. It was one I didn't recognize, but I didn't, so it's not, I, no, I don't have the name of the movie handy, sorry. You can look it up yourself. 1966, Best Animated Short Film, okay? Okay. But anyway, when he got these, his honorary award, it was presented to him by Robin Williams, who called him the Orson Welles of cartoons. So he didn't do the voices. No, he did not do the voices. Mel Blank did Mel most Blank of the voices be, yes. for the Looney Tunes. Um, but he was the you know a- animator and director of these movies, yeah. of these films. They were all called short films, you know? And he died of congestive heart failure in uh, 2002 at the age of 89.
1: Good for him.
0: Right, good long life, productive life, and like I said, I thank him just for Bugs Bunny alone. Oh, all of them, that whole series of characters. all those all those characters. they Looney Tunes was always my favorite cartoon characters. You mm, know, mine too. Yeah, so many people are like, no, they love Disney. I'm like, no, no, no. You give me my Looney Tunes.
1: Disney wasn't as accessible. To- Like, when I I think of Disney as a kid, it was the live-action bed knobs and broomsticks and those sorts of things that were the Disney things in front of me. We never went to Disney. Disney had not yet puked all over all of America. Right. So it was what came on TV. And what was produced by Disney that I wasn't aware of could be multitudes. But Disney's presence to me was those live-action movies. Okay. Okay. So I really had no taste for that. Okay. It wasn't until I became well, digital. they were all
0: just very wholesome and family kind of hokey during that time. A lot, even you know, a lot, even the Disney cartoons too. You know, to well, I not Disney didn't make
1: cartoons for a long time. No, well, they actually they animated films. I should say. No, that's not what I mean. That that's what I mean. But I think the the that hair is too fine. But I always liked the edge. Of, of Looney Tunes, the comic edge that Looney Tunes always had.
0: Oh. You know, because it, yeah. it went for lowbrow humor, it went for highbrow humor, it threw stuff past people, they're like, what? I think <laughs> that's how I learned about theater. It's
1: vaudeville.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, that's Looney Tunes. It is a vaudeville. And, um, and what's funny is, yesterday was the birthday of a man named Jay Ward, who created and produced Rocky and Bullwinkle, okay. Dougie Do Right, all those cartoon characters—it's like they're like back to back to each other. It's like they're my childhood. Yeah, those yeah. cartoons, those were
1: my childhood. Chuck <laughs> Jones's name appears to me on screen. Uh-huh. Can, you always see it. Yeah, um, I saw it before I heard it, probably a thousand times. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that name and Mel Blanc and. The, I still hear the music Yep Yeah The Looney Tunes into, okay. That's a good instance Right now You drop that in
0: I know but Play the music I don't have it right now During the, editing, during the editing I'll during see what the, the, I can do during the Maybe editing. I'll put it in at the end Okay
1: Dad, yeah, You see, play I'll different put it music in at, the at the end, the end. Yeah so,
0: okay, I'll do that Okay right. Okay But to Chuck Jones We say Happy birthday Happy birthday Chuck <laughs> Jones And thank you Shut up girls
1: <laughs> Nice <laughs> Nice, like Lady Clavel,
0: <laughs> right? And ordinarily, we would go on to bring out your dead, but no one of significance really died this week.
1: I suppose that depends on who you ask.
0: We, what do you know of anyone who died this week? No. Okay, so then we're gonna we're gonna skip that segment, and we're gonna go right into our next segment. Today in history.
1: You see when I went like that? That was the cut.
0: Well, today in history, September 21st, 1998, this television show premiered and ran for eight seasons, ending in 2006, and then returned in 2017 and ran again till 2020. During its time, it earned 83 Emmy nominations and won 18 Emmy Awards. It's my girl Will and Grace. Yes, it is. Will and Grace won Best Comedy in 2000, and each of the four leads also won an Emmy at one point or another. At least one. I think Megal Malali won too. But that is only one of four shows of TV comedy shows in which the four leads each won an Emmy. Do you know what the other shows are? Maud. Nope. The You're Golden, close, though. The Golden Girls. Golden
1: Girls was one of them. How many are there? There were four. You know, William Grace, TV shows Golden is...
0: Girls, two other ones. Sitcoms? Sick, uh, comedies, yep. I Love Lucy. Nope. Four characters. You were on the right path with Maud before. All in the Family? All in the Family. And the last one's a more recent one.
1: Oh. Oh, this is going to be harder. It
0: shouldn't be, because it's, it's a great comedy. Everyone watched it on Netflix. Okay. No, that's the beginning
1: of a different Eugene time. Eugene Levy. Oh, yes. And his son. Kathleen. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara, the TV show, in yep. uh, Schitt's Creek. Shit's Creek. All four of them won? All four of
0: them, in which all really? four leads, each won an Emmy. At least one Emmy for their roles. Wow. That's pretty amazing, right? And the sitcom, uh, Will and Grace, has been credited with improving the public opinion of the queer community, with even then-U.S. Vice President Joe Biden
1: saying that the show probably did
0: more to educate the American public than almost anything anybody
1: has ever done so far. Now you collide that. A couple of years later comes RuPaul. Right? Bam! (laughs) That's about, like, to me, not that things are perfect, but that's where it is. Yeah. Now, socially. Yeah, right? I know, we've come a long way in a
0: short amount of time. It really
1: has. It really, really has.
0: But at the same time, we have like RuPaul, the head of television. We have drag shows being protested at libraries. and That's
1: okay, let them protest. I know. Let them protest. Those are the people who need to see it the most. Blah, 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 all of that stuff. It's all true, mm-hmm. but we, we don't all need to hear it come from me. Will and Grace and five or ten years later, RuPaul. RuPaul, RuPaul was like the 2000s, right? So like, Yeah,
0: I think so, early
1: 2000s. Will and Grace made probably... Willie Grace was like at 98 to uh, 06 made probably helped make RuPaul possible. Oh,
0: definitely. Most definitely. I mean, it was it was one of the first TV shows in which two of the four leads were
1: gay. How you know? many times how many times did the writing Win. That I don't know. I don't know what's, what's what's the stats on the on the. I'd have to go look on that. Comma winning because it's it's all about the writing in that show. Yes, Um I'll have to go look that up on the way back machine. If you don't mind
0: holding on, I, I can spend
1: all kind of time talking about Will and Grace. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I'd love I loved it then. I love it now. It's a great comedy. I was kind of
0: losing interest in it during the last original season end. goes was like the last season or two, I thought, the two characters had just become so shrill and shallow. They were really annoying the shit out of me. So I kind of stopped watching. But when it came back in 2017, I started, I started watching again. It came back good. Uh, here we go. List of awards and nominations received. Primetime Emmy Awards. End uh, end it
1: was nominated in 2001 for uh, Outstanding Writing. Anyway, in my opinion... Will and Grace is all about the writing, and then of course you have those four actors. So the four
0: play. of them—they're they're great together.
1: And they then become the characters, along with the writers. And that character is really, I believe, I believe the goal is, and I believe that 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 collaboration—that right, you know. Megan Mullally didn't walk into that audition with those words. Her voice changed. Oh, her voice changed, season. yeah. So, so, just uh, just like Edith Bunker's voice exactly. changed into the first season. Exactly. So, so the, they become involved and, and where does the writer separate? I Think about it all the time. Like, she, Karen, there had to be... Well, then back to where the show was not the very beginning. You had
0: Gregory Hines on the show. Oh, that's was not Will's the very boss. beginning. The, wasn't that the very beginning? It or about, was that the
1: second season? No, it, it was early. Oh, early oh that's right. Because like he that
0: other guy he was working for, too. That, like, kind of like Lord Shucks to... kind of guy. Exactly. Of it. Yeah. He was
1: working... Anyway, uh, see, so you distracted me. I had a good point. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, you're not because you just do it because you're like a bulldog. Yes,
0: I did it on purpose. Just to distract you. But as I was doing my research on this, among the things that the show is, it has been criticized, It's it said, for its limited view of the gay community and for reinforcing stereotypes. I completely disagree. I
1: do too. I believe, And you know what? I'm not as uh, left-wing tight assed about stereotypes I mean, as I might be believed to be. I
0: mean, the stereotype initially, I think, was about Jack, because he was the effeminate fl- flaming gay on the show. But he was such a strong character, and no one st- nothing stood in his way. He was the clown. Nothing stood in his way. Even as a clown, nothing stood in his way. He, that's what he became, and, and yeah. I think the only limited view is, yes, you're dealing with two gay white men... One an affluent one with, you know, money and he hangs out with all affluent now, gay white men. Here's the thing
1: about this new uh Neopatrick House
0: thing. Oh, I fe- um I forget the name of the show. Yes, but I know what you're talking about. Okay. It's the same argument. it's the same It's the same the argument. Th- yes. He's is. dealing with I this gay affluent white, it's the white
1: same, man. It's the same criticism. Yeah, the gay affluent white man and and why is that the only representation? And I agree with you. I well, I'd love to see you, you know, a Latina in that lifestyle, right? With her girlfriend and and you know, their together boyfriend that they fuck on the side. Just tell you know, the I, story. Just, I don't care I yeah, you can uh, change the setup. I don't care if it's a middle class and lesbian couple. As long as it's good writing and it's a good show. Yeah, I'll watch it! People people will, will, will watch it. The problem is access now. Where are the people who are writing these stories given the access to have them even read in the first place? I know, I know. Because the people who write that story with the truth that it needs are not the ones who are being given the access to the resources to help that move to the next step.
0: Well, I'd say there's more access now than there ever was before. Yeah. Because you do see, like on like Netflix and other content providers, there's lo- there is lots of gay content out. They, there's, a lot, there's a lot. A lot of it's not always so good. A lot of it seems very
1: bland and generic and just... Pss- there should have been black people on that show who were lead characters.
0: I mean, I mean, yes, I mean, during the last three, the during the 2017 to 2020 period, they gave uh, Jack uh Hispanic the boyfriend. The Hispanic
1: boyfriend. Right? I loved him. Yeah, he was adorable. I mean, he was, he was, right? the, the whole <laughs> thing about them getting married in Spain. I <laughs> he was adorable. I, uh, I have high regard for Will and Grace. Me too. Great comedy, I think. Great comedy. So, happy birthday to Will and Grace. Which I think helped make it accessible. Made what accessible? The subject matter. Because uh, of oh, the got you. Exactly.
0: Because you, you can see it in a comic context and make it acceptable, you know? Well, Wasn't always acceptable in a dramatic
1: context, you know? The most fascinating character to me in that is Karen.
0: Yes. Because she's the
1: antithesis of all the other characters. They make great use of her. Yeah. Because she can be or do anything. Yeah. Pretty and, much. And they introduce the maid. <laughs> which I is know. Brilliant! Oh my God! It's just she. She's the one that doesn't come to me as a stock character. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I've spent a lot of time watching Will and Grace. Good. <laughs> <They're> like nothing <laughs> wrong with that. What are we celebrating yeah. about Will and Grace?
0: That today was it premiered back in 1998 on this date. On this date. Did, okay. Back in 1998, and I was 36.
1: So yeah, Will and Grace was pretty much directed exactly at me. Okay. I was right about. What year, 98? 98 to
0: 2006. Or I was 31. Okay. long yeah. time ago. Go for Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a long time ago. Yes. In a galaxy far, far away. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's, but that's what it's like because you just suddenly, <laughs> poof. Yep. Now you're 150. Yeah. You're know, like, wait, wait. <laughs> Wait. the
0: fuck, man? I was born when Kennedy was president, for Christ's sake. <laughs>
1: yeah. I must have been a Johnson. What year? 1967. Um,
0: 66, so... 67? Yeah, you were Johnson. Yep. Johnson. Yeah, you were Johnson. All right. You're a Johnson baby. We now move on to our next segment. <laughs> what day is it? Could you play tell me? What
1: day
0: is it? i could Yes, welcome to What Day Is It? And I hope you don't forget this one, Tommy. It's World Alzheimer's Day.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> that's that's uh, uh, another cue for an insert for a sound <laughs> insert. I what, think kind
0: of exactly what kind of sound did the
1: exactly for
0: Alzheimer's?
1: I hope you don't forget this is about Alzheimer's today. It needs a sound effect. And it needs the rim shot with the symbol at the end. And if you, it's so offensive. But you have set it up so perfectly that to not do it I'm sorry, is now offensive. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: you did it. I'll talk to my producer to see what he can do. How many times do you talk to somebody else...
0: That's what I do! Anyway, the first diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease was in 1906. There are an estimated 44 million people in the world who have the disease, and and 5.5 million people in the United States who have it.
1: Stop. What does the disease do? It
0: basically causes a total mental mental deterioration where you lose not only your memories, but you can lose control of your bodily functions as well. Okay, so in the old days, did we have a name
1: for that back in the day?
0: Well, they used to call it senility... You know, going
1: senile, but this Alzheimer's is not getting old. No, no, no. This, is actual, got, this is an actual this is an actual disease, and the disease attacks the brain. It attacks the brain. Yeah,
0: I known someone whose father got it in their forties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not so, old yeah, age, it's, but it's yeah, it's, it's
1: a, not necessarily just an old age disease. Right. That's what makes it insidious because it can be confused with all you know old age symptoms. People forget shit.
0: Yeah. Well that's the thing I because like with this, once you diagnose with it, the life expectancy is like four to eight years yeah, yeah, yeah. after being diagnosed. If you're just having regular dementia, the may not the life capacity may be longer, you know. Okay. But it's the sixth leading cause of death in the country and the seventh leading cause of death in the world. And then nothing we could do about it. No not yet, anyway. I know the doctors and scientists are
1: working on it, but we know it happens. Nothing yet. We can point to it and give it a name yes we can we see it a lot yes we do so there's proof yes there is nothing you can do not yet ain't that some shit (laughs) why is that
0: it's why is that some shit because you worked all that
1: time to give to to identify it and to name it and to investigate it and to you know, find out what it is, only to find out. You know, now I'm standing at the top of a cliff. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's nothing beneath me. There's nothing to help me. There's nothing to hold me up. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay, that's that moment. It's like holy shit.
0: Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, I cannot imagine that being a fun diagnosis to receive <laughs> at all. You
1: know, I think we was talking about two different things just then. I think maybe you were talking about two different things. Yes, with you. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
0: But aside from being World Alzheimer's Day, it is also World Gratitude Day. Okay. An international day of Thanksgiving that came about when uh, a spiritual leader named Sri Chimnoy was in the meditation room in 1965 at the UN, and he observed that some people were gathering for a meal uh, on on what was the American Thanksgiving Day. And he thought, well, that should be a World Thanksgiving Day where we all give thanks. So then eventually, in 1977, the UN officially recognized World Gratitude Day. What? Here. That was in nineteen seventy seven. It was officially recognized. What are you grateful for
1: today, Tommy? Who oh, recognized it? The UN. So what are you thankful for today? What <laughs> <laughs> What am I thankful for today? Friends, family, God. Oh, it's an easy out. I stand by it. I guess you do. <laughs> <laughs> None of your business. To be perfectly honest with you, what I'm thankful for day to day Yeah. Is business. No, oh, really. No, it's not. And I don't think it's I don't think it's Okay. I don't think it's classy. I, mm, I hate the exhibitions made by people okay. who do good things.
0: okay. You're talking about people who do good things for the, for the sake of appearances.
1: Recognition. Yes. I understand that. And I don't question that. I, I don't intend to say that that is their initial intent, but that's where we find ourselves. Well, that's talking about people
0: doing good deeds for whatever reasons versus being thankful for something. Okay. So,
1: well, wouldn't you naturally be thankful for somebody else's good deed? Or for being given the opportunity to perform good deeds Maybe by you're myself? thankful for something else that does not involve someone doing a good deed for you. I just don't like it when a trumpet hails that you did something good. Okay? <laughs> Keep that shit quiet. Shh. It's classy now.
0: You're weird. Anyway, normally we would this would be our segment for Turn Your Head and Cough. But there was nothing healthy. I wasted a cough. Yes, I know. Well, at least it was a short cough. I don't cough when there's no story. I'm so sorry. I'll keep that in mind for future reference. So in the meantime, it's time for our next segment. A look into my briefs. Yeah. And we have a lot in this segment today. Oh,
1: this is gonna be torture. <laughs>
0: be not so bad. Torture. The first, the top of our story, and looking to my breeze is New York Letitia James, the Attorney General for the state of New York, has sued former President Donald Trump and his company, and his children, and two other business executives, for basically committing fraud by padding his worth by billions of dollars, by lying about the value of prized assets, including golf courses, hotels, his homes, Trump Tower, and Mar-a-Lago. It's the culmination of a three-year investigation, and basically, not only does James want Trump and the others to pay at least $250 million in restitution, which she said was the approximate worth of all the benefits that he got through these fraudulent practices, but they also basically want to bar Trump—first of all, she wants to replace the trustees of his current revocable trust, which controls his business interests, and put in in, in independent trustees— Oh, geez. They want to bar Trump and the Trump Organization from entering into any commercial real estate trax- transactions for five years. And that includes the three children. Yep. All four of them. Barring them from obtaining loans from banks in New York for five years. And permanently barring Trump and his children from serving as an officer or director in any New York corporation or similar business entity
1: registered or licensed in New York State. <laughs> I just had a vision. Yes. In my head. Okay. Somewhere deep in Melania's closets. Okay. Past the shoes. Yeah. But not yet the bathtub. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> that little personal quiet area that you have. with A yes. nice silk bench and a mirror and, make you know, something like she's sitting whispering into her iPhone or her d- device or so she is writing she's saying everything I it's my story my fantasy I want Melania's view of what's happening what has happened what ha- happened before she you know what I mean like I,
0: you I, ain't ever gonna hear that I, I want
1: that's but that's the view that interests me because you're not gonna she, hear that until Trump is dead and buried she is nowhere near this nowhere near this her name is no, her name appears nowhere no nowhere near. no it does I'm sure I'm sure that was was like the second thing out of his mouth when he met her was you won't be involved in any of my business exactly. exactly you're totally out of it yeah. you know this ain't no uh, Ivanka situation Ivana situation
0: already I mean, and this is only a civil lawsuit it's not even a criminal lawsuit but Trump's already facing a criminal trial in October the Trump organization is for allegedly giving untaxed perks to senior executives who uh, took like millions of dollars in
1: extra perks <laughs> to me this is this is disgusting but minor we have to talk about this it's chipping away at trump after all this time it may take
0: little chips at a time like this don't forget there are at least two other states that are having criminal investigations of yeah. trump and the organization and the elections you know something like 19
1: cases where he's i forget how a many defendant.
0: how many criminal and civil suits there
1: are against yeah. him it's just it's unbelievable it really is yeah the walls are closing in and, and had he just died right in his 60s like you know you know what I mean just (laughs) die things would have been easier
0: well no kidding we have a lot different world than we have now yeah yeah it's you know? a disturbing thing. Yes, it is. But
1: it is what it is. It's I don't ever say that. Why? It is what it is. Well, it is. It's, it's a very it happened. That's what it is. I don't like that phrase. Why <laughs> not? It may be because of associations I make with it. What sort of associations do you make with it? People who say it, who said it, who have said it, who will say it, who have always said it, who will never stop saying it, who. Uh, as an excuse or as a, as a dismissal, because I agree with you, it is what it is. But there's a difference between it is what it is right. and it is what it is. Oh, you know yes. what I mean? Okay. So, but that depends more on the person, not so much the phrase itself. That's what I'm saying. Like, my, I have you asked me why. See I hate the way the
0: I said it, I wasn't being dismissive. I was saying, well,
1: this is you know how it is right now. You know, you can't say eggs over toast. <laughs> Without sounding dismissive. (laughs) So don't, okay? (laughs) So, yes, it, it depends on, it's true, but it's not an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. I will agree with you on that. Thank you. That was my point. Okay. Can I move on to the next topic
0: under looking to my briefs? What topic are we in now? We're now going out to the state of Montana of all places. I love it out there. Well, it seemed that back in April of this year, this judge had put an injunction on a state law that required Montanans
1: who were transgender. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Could you go back 10 words? I want to hear you say what the residents of Montana are called. Montanans. Okay. Okay. Montanans. 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 And this concerns transgender Montanans. Transgender Montanans.
0: Yes. It seems that uh, there was a law in uh, Montana that required transgender Montanans to undergo a surgical procedure, quote-unquote. It's not Montanians? No, it's not Montanians. It's Montanans. My b- Montanites? Not Montanites. It's
1: not now. Monta- <laughs> what did
0: you say? Eggs and toast. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
1: Eggs and toast.
0: Anyway, the, the law required transgender Montanans to obtain a quote-unquote surgical procedure, as well as a court order, in order to amend their birth certificate to reflect their gender identity. Okay, so you have to have uh,
1: mutilated yourself.
0: So, this judge basically issued a preliminary injunction against the law. Okay. Saying it was uh, unconstitutionally vague, because... There was no defining what do they mean by surgical procedure. Yeah. But the state then, through its health department, then issues a rule after this injunction's been issued against the law that says no one can amend their their birth certificate unless it was uh, a mistake was made due to clerical error. So the judge basically blew his stack this past week and said, "You're gonna comply with my injunction, and you're not going to enforce this law. And don't think that just because I'm ruling against this law that you are can get a." away now with passing this little fucking rule to try to get away with it now. He's like, no, that's not
1: going to happen. Okay, where'd to go, Montana. Yep. So
0: now, Montana transgender people can now um, have a more easier way to amend their certificate. Which is basically, by filing, there was originally a 2017 law that just allowed them to file an affidavit, along with the certificate ch- change application. Okay. But then they changed it later on with this law that he put the injunction on. But now it looks like it's going to probably revert back now, it seems, back to what, just requiring a simple affidavit you know which seems to me the logical way to do it in the first place well logical you're talking politics we're talking you know i know but it's just weird that you hear that this is happening in Montana
1: <laughs> you know all places this is happening oh 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 that oh. this judge ruled this way in Montana one of the reddest of the states in the country you know yeah and I think there are some people who would be shocked that the issue came up at all in Montana mm-hmm. based on because but because place. two
0: transgender people
1: sued about it that's how it came up to find two transgender people in Montana willing to do all that I mean I know what you're saying Okay. okay and then lastly
0: the occurrence occurred in Wisconsin. The occurrence occurred. But a federal federal court, the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals of the United States, ruled that a strip search of a Muslim prisoner involving a transgender male guard violated his religious beliefs. The guard, the trans guard, supervised a strip search of a man named Rufus West, an inmate at Green Bay Correctional Institution in 2016. The search involved one guard supervising and one guard actually conducting the uh, the strip search. And the uh, the prisoner had asked that he be given an exemption for this to be done this way, that he not be examined by or even have his examination performed by a transgender guard because it's against his religious beliefs to be unclothed before a member of the opposite sex, except for his wife. Okay, so so here, what level in prison? It doesn't matter. It's he's in prison for robbery since like 1990s. You he's actually due for release in about a year or two.
1: You have been taken possession of by law enforcement and you, like... He's horrified that they surrounded his car at the Hardee's drive-in. What are you talking about? The, I'm talking about the entitlement of the way law is applied or the rules are applied. Okay. Okay. So the who was it who got surrounded while he was in a drive through lane at Hardee's and got all... Oh, that
0: was Mike Lindell. That was about his right. cell phone game. Horrified by
1: the way he was treated. Who was the guy who was getting on a helicopter and can't believe they handcuffed him? I don't know. He blew his mind... because It uh, blew his mind that he was was treated like a common criminal but he was being arrested for crime he was being arrested like you're a criminal okay they're coming they came and got you the irony of I can't believe the way I was treated as I was stepping onto my helicopter
0: okay but what does that have to do with the case that we're talking about
1: here it depends now you tell me what to, what case we are talking about here and I'll have an argument or two I just told you about the case we're talking about this here. is the Montana trend, uh, the, the Montana no this is the Wisconsin prisoner
0: who said his oh, religious rights were Violated Sorry, you're in When a transgender guard supervised his strip
1: search. Uh, you can't go... Saying it was in violation
0: camera. of his religious beliefs that he be unclothed in front of a member of the opposite sex except for his wife. Yes. Yeah, well, as it turned out, the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals ruled in his favor. Basically saying that, yes, it was a violation. It said that... Um, basically saying that barring a trans male guard from these searches would not be discrimination against the trans guard. Guard because because it would not amount to sex discrimination under the Civil Rights Act of 1964. But basically, what the judge is saying that the ju- that this person's right to privacy on their religious grounds has to be upheld over the trans guard's claim of this being discrimination against him. Okay, you understand? I understand.
1: Okay, I understand. I don't agree.
0: It's because it, the it, the way the law is looking at it is like, all right, then you're saying the trans man is not a trans man. You're treating the trans man as a woman yes
1: that's obvious on its face but what I'm what I'm talking about is why anybody expects the, the why anybody expects to be treated beyond like humanely like how many well prisons do accommodate people's religious beliefs to what degree to what degree to a little degree do, do, yes does, does they
0: don't say they don't, su- they don't supply peyote to the Indians in prison I don't they're think they're allowed to pray <laughs> they're
1: allowed to have symbols of their religion they're allowed exactly. to you know, kill each other over it that, so so they're not not being, but to what degree does the prison or the prison system have to bend to? Sp- that's.
0: Well, ordinarily, male You're prisons... prison.
1: We're going yes. to strip search you, right? If we're going if, to if the little old lady has a badge and a, and a gun, she's going to she's a she's a strip search you. But, strip strip but search. more times than not, male prisons
0: are run by male guards. Okay. Whereas female prisons are run by female guards. So keeping that in mind, then a strip search then would ordinarily be
1: performed under their under their rules by two male guards. How does the prison? To know that the guard is transgender in the first place. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I don't think anything that th- seems to matter at this point. But they knew. I think Ed, that matters everything. Why? Because how did okay? How did he get that information? How does he know that? It doesn't matter. Does he that's know not that? relevant to the case. The case is that he used the knowledge he had against her, and and that's no. Well, the
0: case, the case is, is that he used her status or his status as a transgender man to claim that his rights were being violated.
1: Because he was naked in front of a woman.
0: Because that's what he claims. That he was naked in front of a woman. Right, right, right. Whereas we would say, no, you were naked in front of a trans man. How But about, this okay. court of appeals How said right. the, the court of appeals basically agreed with the Muslim prisoner. You're right. You know, your right was you know your right was being violated. You know, your your religious belief was being
1: violated. Where did this happen? And this was in a prison in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And and do we know what religion was being violated? I said Muslim. Muslim. Islam. Muslim. Islam. Okay. Yep. Okay. So yeah,
0: that's the story. So, it's still, like I said, it's an uphill battle for trans people, you know? I can't,
1: I don't understand why it just can't be, or why it isn't, four guards. Four guards for what? Instead of three men and a trans man. We call him a trans man. Why why isn't it just a guard? I don't know. You're asking me for specifics that I do not have
0: the information on.
1: Huh, that's not how I see it at all. How do you see it then? I see it as me taking a a deeper dive into the topic than you did. Yes, but I'm not sure
0: what you're diving into unprepared. here unprepared I mean, that's, that's what diving is supposed to be though. well what what are you diving into here I don't remember the topic oh my god in that case we're going to move on that's fine with me <laughs> ordinarily we would go into the week in fascism we seem to be throwing a shit
1: ton overboard tonight this yeah. should be like a 45 minute episode
0: I know but I didn't see anything really significant enough to, to talk about in the week in fascism you know so we're going to move on to our next segment <laughs> Yes, it's time once again for We Like to Watch. And what did you watch this week, Tommy? Let me guess, let me guess. RuPaul's Drag Race.
1: Yes, indeed. <laughs> in which country? One of the English-speaking ones, Canada or Australia. Uh gave out a crown. Okay. I don't think it was Australia because RuPaul, mm, RuPaul is in Australia but not Canada. Okay. I am more interested in uh, an observation that I made about general watching of TV. You used to, like, I'm still on the CNN thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm back on that. Again, okay, so the alright. So there's, your, I'm, not gonna go, I'm not gonna explain the issue because uh, that's clearly um, uh, so no, I haven't watched much. Um, a lot of MSNBC. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> That was a joke. No, I don't... I I can't think of anything. No, just RuPaul. Uh, just RuPaul. There was no special movie that I set out to watch. There probably was. No, there was. There was something. I don't remember it. I okay. Can, I can consult my phone. You can go consult your phone if I, you want. Let me consult my phone. You go consult your phone. We've done this before. I know. No, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't watch much on Netflix. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I... I I don't know.
0: There's well, there was only two. On. There was only two things we watched this week, mostly because we were in rehearsals all week. But we watched a show on Netflix called "The Imperfects." We might as well just call it a superhero show. About a bunch of these kids who were experimented on as kids, and they've all developed some. Hour or whatever, and now they're trying to get cured by the doctor who caused this in the first place.
1: Let's go back to National Alzheimer's and flip that story on its head. And instead of doing the experiments on kids, which is creepy, mm-hmm. do the experiments on the old people and see if you can reverse that and, and like let them somehow in the magical mystery of the chemical thing that made him a Spider-Man, it, it like it de-ages them into this into this superhero or gives them the superhero presence, body physique, appropriate tights. You should write to Netflix about that and suggest that. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying it's, an, you know, we seem to be fucking with the kids. Like, is that the because only way that's to make the, this?
0: Because that's the demographic they're aiming for.
1: Uh, they want people who aren't going to identify with
0: the main characters. And if they're kids, that's the group they really want. I suppose that's true. You know? But it's a good show. It's it's not your typical superhero show. Like I said, it's these kids who are trying to get you word of their, their their power. Some of them are. Some of them gradually learn to accept it. What kind of powers they got? One has, like, this... She has, like, super hearing, like, super sonic like oh, I wouldn't like that. Which she does she has problems with that also because she hears everything no 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 and she also her voice can like break glass and hurt people when she hits like a high-pitched note or whatever okay. another guy turns into a chupacabra. okay <laughs> and this uh other young lady right. she, she releases uh, pheromones which can make people agreeable to her or become
1: attracted to her so they do what she wants then so she so she sweats her superpower is sweating <laughs> People have to smell her. <laughs> yes. Right. So her superpower is her smell. <laughs> The smell that she gives off. Well, she sort of like releases
0: her pheromones, sort of like what a skunk does, I guess. This is what she's able
1: to on do. On demand. Yes. She can control herself hormonally Well, like at
0: one point she, she was angry and she released her pheromones so then the person she released them on were all angry and everything, you know? So okay.
1: She, so it all depends on her mood when she releases them. I'm going to make another U-turn. You Really, you? And, and go back to that poor little kid who's trying to write that play that nobody's ever going to see because he does <laughs> have access. Okay. And I want to contrast it to uh, this. Okay. Just let it sit there for a second and nothing to say. Just move on. Oh, I can move on and yeah. I... Then I will. Please.
0: Then we saw a really bad movie on Netflix called The Catholic School. It was an Italian movie.
1: Oh, I started to watch that. Is it The Italian Swim Team?
0: It's about, no, it's not a swim team, but it's about this group of male students in this Italian school, and the movie continually supposedly jumps backwards in time. I watched, what was was it, was an episode? I watched it. It was, no, it was a movie. It was like an hour and a half movie. movie.
1: Yeah, I think I watched
0: it. And then, because it was based on a true story story so like the last 30 to 40 minutes of the movie were basically three of these guys brutalizing and raping these two young girls they kidnapped over several days okay and then leave them for dead they
1: actually did kill one of them yeah i, I saw that
0: and i i am so sorry i i, I re this it was just it was bad enough i was like you were watching this and they keep going back time. i was like are they really going back in time i'm like what the fuck is going on in this movie I, when I, and then it finally goes in sequence during this whole rape and brutalization, and it was just, that was awful to, to have to see that, you know?
1: I didn't have to see that. Okay. You know? Would it have been better if that happened off screen? Was it the yeah. on-screen representation that bothered you? Yeah, it okay. really was.
0: I, I thought it was unnecessary. Too graphic?
1: At times, yeah. Sexually graphic?
0: No, a violent. Violence? Violence. Okay. So so this, yeah, okay. it was a bit too much for me, I thought. Of course, maybe I'm a prude, who knows?
1: Well, that's what I'm trying to find out. <laughs>
0: like did you see his hiney oh yeah you saw a full nudity you saw a full male nudity, nudity yeah full male nudity yep yeah. it was an Italian movie so okay so it's nice but
1: no I remember watching I it. do not I do not recommend this movie it's not something that I that I focus on I know I know <laughs> the whole plot the girls were kept in the back of a car a yeah car.
0: that's that the movie starts is like there are ones like banging from inside banging the truck from,
1: they, they, well that the movie starts I think with the guy walking across down the street he is banging from inside the car and like what the fuck yeah and then they take you back and forth and uh, a couple. Words attracted me when I saw the uh, ad for the show, you know, the logo. For yeah. Uh, it was. That's when um, we saw the promo. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Let's of course watch it. it looked interesting. In an Italian all boys Catholic high school with a swim team. Okay. <laughs> Take my money. Uh, yeah I'm gonna watch it and then it's then okay so there's now you set me in it. and then it, uh, and the community learns to deal with the horrible events of the recent past right so I was like oh cool this is like a, crime, a true crime thing yeah the hot Italian boys on the swim team in speedos right there okay now I'll tell you this I didn't like the movie it was not a titillating movie it was not th- no it was not in any way titillating no except when it was God. in which case I'm sad Satisfied with the monthly payment I make to Netflix because of that. Right. Okay. So I'm happy. Okay. With with my Netflix subscription. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad that you're happy. Trying to get some sponsorship or something. You bitches ain't (laughs) even on YouTube. I mean, what are we doing? 58 <laughs> weeks we've been doing this talk to my producer there are there are elephants that give take less time to make other elephants how long does that take Ele- like, I think like two years I am not familiar with the
0: gestational period of an, of an elephant I think it's about two years oh okay I don't know if it's how long I have no idea it has to be next time you date an elephant let me know girl we now move on to our next segment God i you so stupid. I think we could have stopped with that last comment. No, I don't think so. We're going to move on to people saying stupid things. And this is about a Ohio Republican congressional candidate. And basically, his name is
1: J.R. Majewski. And uh, Did you get drier? What? Could you get any drier? This is like a saltine cracker without the salt or the cracker. This is uh, (laughs) a oyster crackers. Well, he, he, as as a candidate for
0: office right now, he's running for, uh, you know, Congress in the state of Ohio. And he has presented himself as an Air Force combat veteran who deployed to Afghanistan after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Well,
1: that should be easy enough to prove.
0: Of course. Unfortunately, it was a lie. Okay. so <laughs> Because it revealed that... He never deployed to Afghanistan, but instead he uh, did a six-month stint helping to load planes at an air base in Qatar at the time. But because at the time George the a- yes, so at the time of the of the Persian Gulf War, George H. W. Bush declared any country where we had troops stationed at the time as combat zones. Okay. So now this guy considers himself a. Combat veteran,
1: combat veteran. Because, because of that, he's he loaded planes in Qatar. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, what were the conditions in Qatar
0: at the time? They were not under attack or any or any threat of attack at any time. Okay. is quite far from Afghanistan. Okay, you'll forgive me. I don't know. <laughs> okay, is it
1: hot in Qatar? It sounds like it's hot in
0: Qatar. is like right near Saudi Arabia. You know that whole...
1: That's where it sounds like to Arabian me.
0: Peninsula? Yeah, it's yeah. It's in that
1: area. Okay, so it's hot. Yes, it is a hot area. All right. But not near Afghanistan. But not near Afghanistan. But,
0: of course, that hasn't stopped him from, you know, taking advantage of it, of course, when it goes eight, the Associated Press revealed all this today in an investigation they published it today for the first time and he responded back I am proud to have served my country my accomplishments and record are under attack meanwhile career politician Marcy Captor, his uh um, rival his opponent has a 40-year record of failure for my Toledo community which is why I'm running for Congress and I thought to myself if she's been serving in the same district for 40 years she must be doing something right <laughs> well, well, well 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 hold on how's the
1: district I have no idea What's it look like? I have no idea. Is it white people or black Uh, people? You're asking the wrong person. Is it mostly industrious? Industrial? You know, McDonald's on every block? What kind of district is it? I'm saying, before we go judging her, uh, what do I want to say? When you get uh, bona fides, the bona fides. Before I go accepting her bona fides, I want to know. I have a question or two. Okay, so uh, that was one of them. Okay, the other one was about what we were talking about before. We talked about so many things before. Right, just before. Just before, okay, a couple of minutes ago, we talked about many things. No, this topic, this 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 topic, this story. Yes, yeah, about this congressional this candidate. congressional candidate who served in the hot in in the hot in Qatar in Qatar, and now that he's running for Congress, he's saying he's, he's a saying that I'm going to do this myself. Oh, he was saying me. he was a combat veteran. Mm-hmm. and he is up against this woman who's been serving in the same district for 40 years. Yes. Okay, so and he considers her a career politician. Yes. And is holding it against her, the amount of time she spent. And she, well and you're saying, well, she must have been some writer. She'd been there for 40 years. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Okay, now, immediately, <laughs> my question is, what kind of district is it? I don't know. I already
0: told you that you when you asked me that earlier about five minutes ago, and I said I
1: don't know. Okay, so we're having an <laughs> emotional response to this that we have almost, almost all the information. About um, what are you talking about? I'm talking about why are we? To, why does this matter if we don't know it? Because this man is still like promoting
0: himself as a combat veteran. He did a video for himself where he's walking through a vacant a vacant factory with a rifle and pledging to restore an America that is independent and strong,
1: like the country I fought for. Okay. Well, legally, was he in a uniform? Did he carry a gun? Oh, this me? gets
0: worse though. The House Republican Campaign Committee they released a biography of him, describing him as a veteran whose, quote-unquote, whose squadron was one of
1: the first on the ground in Afghanistan after (laughs) (laughs) 9-11. So wait, they were first on the ground in Afghanistan. After After 9-11. His squadron that he was in. (laughs) The squadron that he helped load the... uh, He (laughs) He wasn't in a squadron! But maybe he was in the backup plane. (laughs) We're he, carrying all the stuff for the squadron who's going to go land. I Maybe mean, they're not going to get there as fast as the squadron. If
0: he flew but, to Afghanistan at all, it was to the safe Kabul airport where he unloaded the planes and then flew back to Qatar. That's why the, the, that, may, that may be the most he's ever seen of Afghanistan. Is the, this man was never in combat the way he's portraying himself.
1: Is there much trade between Qatar and Afghanistan? I have no idea. Well, it seems unlikely. Probably, Probably not. So we can rule that out. Okay, it wasn't about commerce. I don't know, Patrick. What? What do you? <laughs> I mean, it's
0: a stupid lie that you can easily get caught in, and it's an insult to actual combat veterans.
1: Well, if you go, if you want to take it that far, it isn't—it isn't, it isn't uh, an insult to old contract. But isn't he—he he, he served? Listen, I'm not defending. him. I'm just saying that who the fuck cares? If he's going to say he was a combat veteran, it reminds me of the old joke when Archie Bunker said he fought in World War II and he
0: would say, you were at Fort Dix or whatever in South Carolina. <laughs> That's exactly right.
1: You know, it's just like, come on. Facts is facts. Facts don't always tell the whole story. Okay, that's what this thats what this story teaches us. It does? Yes, that's what the story teaches us. Uh, oh, okay. What do you call it, a parable? A parable? Something that teaches you a, a parable, isn't it? No, this is not a parable. This is an actual story okay, so, of a man lying and
0: getting caught in his lies uh, and his political party still promoting those lies. Yeah, that's just
1: fantastic. That's, yeah. That's the entire country. It's the entire, you know, one-third of the half of the Republicans Party, but now I want to go back to shit it lying out of my head. Okay. Oh, you're a dick.
0: <laughs> well, to
1: Mr. Majewski, we say,
0: Stupid! You're so
1: stupid! What did he say? No way, no way. We just... just covered
0: the whole fucking segment! Okay,
1: you're gonna yell, and then I'm gonna ask the question and answer it myself, so can we just skip to the third part?
0: No, I'm moving on. Huh? You know what we just
1: talked about! Okay, schoolmaster. Jesus Christ! No! No, we can't. No, shush, quiet. No, no, Where's I don't know, but bite? you should put like the, get in the joint. <laughs>
0: Julie Andrews, get me the hell out of here. Raindrops on roses, <laughs> and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> Yes, it's time once again for Five Fades. Oh, I
1: crowdsourced this one.
0: <laughs> okay. I totally did. Since last week we uh, discussed our five favorite film villains, I thought this week we would discuss our five favorite film heroes. And did you come up with five favorite film heroes? Yeah,
1: and I have I have really good friends who
0: helped. Oh, do you? In case I need to go that way. Do you what website are
1: you going to for? I'm gonna I'm gonna use my own. Oh, okay. Okay, and then if we have some time, and we will, because this is another one of those, like, overly broad topics, are we taking out superheroes? I said film heroes. If you want to include superheroes, you're quite entitled to. Okay, so it covered that whole thing. Okay, in the male costuming alone, I have ten. <laughs> so what I did was I, I said I'm not going to do any of the supernatural heroes. Okay, I, don't, yeah, I didn't pick any superheroes either. Okay, so no superheroes, just heroes. Just people who personally I think of as a hero. Okay. Okay. Hobson. Who? Hobson. Who's Hobson? Hobson is the butler in Arthur. And why is he the hero? Because he... Goes in. He knows what he's doing. He goes in and he takes care of somebody outside of himself. And he somebody means something more important to. And it's the first time. And then he dies. And it's the first time to, to authors uh, that that ever happened. That that's he's so so so. Author is the protagonist of the movie uh Hobson is his hero in the movie okay where well, he never calls him that but and as it turns out Hobson is the hero of the movie anyway because uh, yeah see because... i would say that, i would
0: say that in the context of heroes that Dudley Moore character was more of the hero okay so i until, and
1: Hobson was more of his mentor un- until i started talking i was going to go with Arthur Bond. <laughs> <laughs> but then i thought no like like
0: because he overcame his fears and weaknesses, and he stood up to Stayed, the evil father-in-law, stay true and stood up who he to was, his own family,
1: despite the fact he was threatened with a cheese knife. Yep. Um, yeah, I had a whole Arthur Bach thing. Fuck, we, we got to go back because I got to cut because I have a whole lot, because because I I I thought, wait a minute, Hobson, I love Hobson. <laughs> Hobson. Well, is- too late now. You've already listed him. That's oh, it. Uh, well, I'm happy with Hobson. <laughs> I'm happy with Hobson. I, think, okay. I, I still think it's a defendable choice. Okay. Um, uh, not necessarily my first, but just pay attention. It may show up as my fifth. <laughs> well, the first on my list is Atticus Finch from To Kill a
0: Mockingbird. I wish I
1: would have thought of that. played by
0: Gregory Peck.
1: I wish I would have thought of
0: that. First of all, he's the only lawyer on my list that I would consider a hero, and he's a true he He is a true hero. He's very. Calm, cool, collected at all times, doesn't get flustered or aroused or by anything, he just keeps on his steady path of righteousness
1: throughout the whole movie. Who plays him? Gregory Peck. Gregory. And he just has this quiet dignity to him. What is that righteousness based on? What do you mean? The righteousness that he represents as that, that he uh and uh by his presence brings to what 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 is that? What go ahead. <laughs> never mind. No, we can move on now. No, I was looking for something that was like never. Never oh, mind. Okay, we will never mind. We'll move on. What's your number two choice? Uh, my number two choice, Fanny Bryce. Fanny Bryce Fanny is Bryce. your hero. Fanny Bryce is the hero. My Fanny Bryce is told from the time she's from the time she's young that she is. Are we referring past- to the Barbara Streisand film? I'm referring to this the I'm um, I'm referring to the uh Fanny Bryce as she appears in Funny Girl. Okay. Okay. And pick your iteration of funny girl. Okay. Okay. But this, the, what I find uh, heroic about Fanny Bryce is that she's told that she can't do what she wants to do and that she everything is going against her. She has, and she wants to, and she believes that she can, and she believes that she should, and she does. And she gets all of the benefits and all of the expenses that getting your dreams fulfilled. Okay. Come with. Okay. Okay. And she does it all and then still stands uh, and sings that song in that dress. And I think that that's a hero. Fanny Bryce. Okay. As played by Pick Your pick your Bitch. I would go barber. To me, it's barber. I knew you would go barber it would be bummer. I'd love to I'd love to see uh, Michelle Michelle Achelle, Michelle Michelle, Leah. Michelle Lee yeah I'd love to it's not Michelle Lee that's ridiculous Michelle Leah or Leah Michelle Leah Michelle, Leah Michelle yeah Michelle Leah, Leah you yeah, Michelle. No, Michelle Lee is on the other side you forgot yeah yeah, uh, yeah Yeah. the Lees are over here and the Michelles are over here oh, okay and each one of them has a name you know there's a Michelle Lee and a Lee Michelle so oh, God. Yeah, no. it's confusing but <laughs> it's a name. To Lord. say the least, they live like four houses down. Oh and my god! Order.
0: Next on my list, Senator
1: Jefferson Smith from Mister Smith Goes to Washington. Senator Jefferson Smith was played by Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Mister Smith Goes to Washington as the hometown boy who wants to change a law. Who wants to? Why Why does he go to Washington?
0: Well, he becomes senator sort of by. Accidental and political circumstance. Which they he figure figured, he'll be an easy dupe to have him play along with the party machine. And an easy. And dupe then he is wants to set believable. up this boys' camp project, which is in contravention of what the party wants. They have their own designs on this area of land that he wants to set this boys' camp up on. Okay. And they eventually try to discredit him and throw him out of the Senate, and he rises above it all
1: and.
0: Becomes send, a hero at the end. They send
1: him to Washington. Who is he the hero of? The common working man, the man who believes. I think
0: he's a hero oh. for himself. He's a hero for for the boys he's representing. Okay, you know, and for, for and for and for standing up against the political machine.
1: Anybody who stand up against the political machine, uh, for good reason, I'm all about that. Yep, well, that's that's all Jefferson right. Smith.
0: Okay, so that was my number Jefferson. two choice.
1: Okay, who's your number three choice? Arnold Beckoff. Arnold Beckoff, otherwise known as Virginia Ham. Oh, yes, from Torch Song Trilogy. Yes, Arnold's a hero. Arnold's a hero. Arnold knows who he is. He is who he is uh, authentically throughout. He confronts really life-changing, horrible things, love, uh, widowhood. He, he, he survives. He confronts his mother, uh, who's been that original, that that force. Uh, Arnold Beckoff as a hero. Arnold Beckoff is my hero. He stood up against and he never changed and he with dignity. Arnold Beckoff.
0: I'm going to respectfully disagree with that characterization. Really? But yeah. Okay. I don't see him as a hero. He overcomes obstacles in his own personal life, his own personal demons and he has obstacles in his personal, re- personal relationships that he has to overcome but I don't
1: necessarily see that being as heroic. I think the there, it was important to me that I picked more than I, I didn't want to pick superheroes. I didn't want to pick well, you know what what I've seen was all white guys. I you know I did. So I was thinking about it. What was depressing was there are very few women that I could think of on the fly. You know, walk the dog, poop, do a little steno, go to Patrick's house. That there were women who like were were the hero of the movie, but who had to give up shit. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want anybody to have to give up anything. I to me the hero is somebody who stays true. Well, sometimes it's part of being a hero. Sometimes they they have to make
0: sacrifices
1: in order to to become a hero. And uh, Arnold does. Arnold makes those sacrifices. He 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 turns away who he has to turns away. He 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 stands up. He is who he is and he fights for it despite the sorry, despite the maybe repercussions. Mm-hmm. He stays true to himself. He
0: is who he is always. I see him more as a iconic figure than heroic. figure.
1: Okay, that's fine. That's uh, fine. Okay, I'll move on to my next choice then. Han Solo in the Star Wars films. Oh, yeah, I knew you were going to go to one of these fucking... (laughs) And
0: I had to go with Han Solo. He's the wisecracking rogue who turns into a good guy at the end of the movie, you know? Yeah. Who get you know stops pursuing his own interests and principles and goes back and helps Luke Skywalker blow up the Death Star, you know, and then ends up joining the Resistance. Okay, good for him. And yeah, so Han was Solo—he
1: he, was—he stood up for the Star Wars people. Yep, yes, he did. And he protected right—he protected right from wrong. Yes, he did. And he stood up against evil. Yes, he did. And he yes, he did it with a Wookiee. He did it with a Wookiee. Okay. <laughs> All right, who's your fourth
0: choice? Are we only up to four? We're only up to four, hon. Who did I say already? You said Arnold Beckoff. Arnold Beckoff. Hobbs. Hobson. Hobson and uh, Fanny Bryce. Fanny Bryce, yes.
1: Sealy! Okay, who that's we, her line. Who are we talking about? I'm
0: talking about
1: uh, the color purple.
0: Okay, and the main character. The main in the character was played by Whoopi Goldberg. Was written by whose name is Sealy. Written by uh, Alice
1: Walker. Alice Walker, the musical.
0: Yes, I'd say she's definitely heroic. Figure, she's a heroic figure, without a doubt. She, she fits all of my criteria. She overcomes so many obstacles. The stays body. true
1: to who she is. Yes, yeah, she does. Finds herself. Yep. Finds her sister. Right. Her family. She accomplishes the goal. Yep. Oh, see? We could have done was Like, what are the rules? Does she accomplish... A hero accomplishes a goal. Yeah. She overcomes evil. Uh, yeah. In the form of her husband. Uh, yeah. That's a little more subjective on every front. She, she, she could. She. She not only overcomes evil; she makes evil
0: regret what he's what he's done. Well, now
1: you're completely into an emotional his like craziness <laughs> here. You don't even like. I yeah. mean, he ends up helping her in the end, reunite with her sister. In order, in order to redeem him in any small way that they possibly. But could. he's still an evil son of a bitch. Seely. is her name. Was she Celia? Seely? Seely, yeah. I thought she. well, hold on. Seely to me is the liar. One of them is yelling it to the other. As, it's the uh, one. As yeah. they're being taken away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, the musical. The musical. The music for that. I love the musical. Is is fantastic. I saw the original. I saw the first original. Yeah. Culper from like under God's toe. I yeah. So saw- that theater is the Broadway theater. Mm-hmm. It's really narrow, like narrow compared to some of them, and deep. You know, it's like fucking a basketball. Oh yeah. Player. Yeah, and I was all the way. To- but Jesus Christ. The music is just fantastic. Oh, it's a, be- it's like, it's a beautiful the, the, score. The music is great. Beautiful score. All right. So, so yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll, go with I'll you. give you Miss Celia. Miss Sealy's a hero. <laughs> yeah, she worked very hard. My
0: next choice is Erin Brockovich, it's played okay. by Julia Roberts. Okay. Wonderful character. It's totally. A basically uneducated, white trash figure who ends up basically saving this community by cha- you know, by championing this lawsuit against this company for poisoning
1: them all and making them all sick. Could you go over your heroes again?
0: My heroes so far have been Atticus Finch.
1: Hold on. Okay,
0: Atticus Finch, go ahead. Jefferson Smith from Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Okay. And Han Solo. And now Erin Brockovich. Okay. Why, well, is there a problem? No, I'm-, I'm Are you I'm looking sure. for a pattern? I'm a, I am. Actually, I'm no, obs- there's no there's really no pattern I'm observing
1: one oh, okay okay well what's the pattern you're observing uh, it's I don't know if it's a pattern I don't know what you're gonna go back with your legal books and flip pages and lip tongue and lick fingers uh <laughs> and find a definition of but it's where's to me? my
0: Black law dictionary
1: Is that all <laughs> like like you- my, I don't know if I understood the word heroes. Like if I if I did this assignment correctly, because yours all seem to be people who worked in the name and uh, for other people, and and for to bring other people up. And uh, am I right? Like to help other people. Well, Han Solo originally was, and he was just looking out for his own interests. Yeah, but how did he end up, what made him a hero was the fact that he stood up for the universe that was to the left instead of to the right. Well, he he helped rescue Princess Leia,
0: even though he was hired to do so. So what made then you put him on the, end, but, then at the end, but then at the end of the movie, when Luke's, when they're fighting the Death Star, he basically saves Luke's ass when Luke's going in to finally blow up the Death Star. And he's being pursued by other enemy ships, but then the Millennium Falcon returns at the last minute and knocks out the ships, for and then Luke can go ahead and proceed
1: and blow up the uh, Death Star. I'm proud of you. You got that in there. You got that whole fucking Star Trek thing in there. and Star was, Wars. It, yeah, Star Wars thing in there. <laughs> and. Uh, right in the middle of me trying to make a point. Yes, like I was. I was going somewhere. I mean, did you have a problem with Aaron Brokovich as a choice? No, but now I think I have a problem with Han Solo as a choice. <laughs> You did a horrible job defending him. How so? Because you called him a mercenary who only at the very end... He was a hired hand. Okay, and I'm asking you what makes him
0: heroic. The fact that he sacrificed his own self-interest and self-preservation by going against the Empire and and found it more important to go help his
1: friend Luke Skywalker. Thank you. That's perfect. It's... uh, I think you're full of shit, but... but... (laughs) But it, pr- it helps make me make my bigger point, which is that yours all seem to be people who are uh, Aaron Brockovich, and we are not going to drink it, and it's all about we. And I'm thinking of people who don't change themselves under any sort of uh, pressure. You're, the,
0: well, you're looking more at uh, people who are engaging in personal heroics.
1: Yeah, I believe... That's, yes.
0: Whereas the characters or I'm mm-hmm. talking about are performing heroism beyond
1: themselves. Uh, correct, counsel. So, that was my observation. That okay. was my entire observation. Okay, yeah. So obviously, we,
0: we have two different perspectives on what a hero is. Right,
1: and it seems like because it's been so consistent. What's your next one? Just... just... My, well, my fifth choice? Yeah. Captain James T. Kirk from the Star Trek films. Okay, he was heroic. He, he, Definitely heroic figure. His his uh, uh, Penelope Pitstop was you know the universe, the known yes. universe, the star, the <laughs> fleet. No, no, the yes, star fleet and his ship no, 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 and no. His crew. What was what was
0: the 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 whole thing called? The Federation. The Federation. The United Federation of Planets.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So he, so he was heroic for 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 uh, yeah yeah again for somebody else Yep. Yeah. For someone beyond himself. Beyond himself. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back uh, and for my number five, uh-huh. I'm going to go ahead and name Arthur, Arthur Bach, okay. which was my original number one, <laughs> and I'll tell you what happened. I put out a public a Facebook post. Okay. I'm supposed to come up with my five favorite film heroes. heroes. Do you have any I can steal? So basically what I did was crowdsource. <laughs> The topic. Oh my God! Okay, so and and people responded because you ask people do you favorite five movies? Oh, for fuck's sake, you know what oh, I mean? Oh please! Everybody's got their all listing fives, and some are listing with reasons and whatever, whatever, whatever. And I come across uh, as I'm skimming, my friend Allison's being a bitch, and she's naming like like Frankenfurter. Yeah, you know, she, Frankenfurter's she, not a hero. Uh, it doesn't matter, but 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 at what she said was Hobson, and I saw Hobson. I was like, you know what, Hobson is funny as fuck. And, he's and the
0: Obi Wan Kenobi to, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I, to authors Luke Skywalker, so okay. to speak. So what I did, I made, I made, yes. So what I'm, what I'm going to do is, I'm not going to try to, to, fix a mistake as much as go back to the, the kind of people I'm naming, people who stand up for themselves and, and follow what they, uh, and I'm going to say off the Okay. Yeah. Okay. Plus he ended up with all that money, and he's adorable, <laughs> and. Yeah. Well, I guess you didn't see the sequel then, huh? There's no sequel. There is no remake. You <laughs> hush yourself. You, you hush your mouth. The, the sequel's speaking... awful. I didn't see the remake. You are speaking fallacy. And... I would never watch a remake. I'd be like
0: watching a remake of Casablanca. It's okay. like, why? Heretical. It is... Yeah, totally. Ah, it... uh, well, let's move on to our next segment. Get off my lawn. Did you hear
1: me? I said get off my lawn now.
0: Yes, it's time once again for the grumpy old
1: game gripe of the week. And I think Tommy has one this week. No, actually, I don't. I know you're ready with one. <laughs> yes, I am. And I am enjoying rich frosted donuts. <laughs> so I'm going to let you go. Oh, well, thank you. I'm going to take a little
0: drink of my drink here. Um, Ah, now that I've done that. My gripe of the week is about doctors keeping us waiting. Today, I had a 10.40 a.m. doctor's appointment scheduled with my cardiologist, who's my... Twice a year checkup. It's usually about five to ten minute visit at the most. And we get there at ten twenty. We check in and we sit in the waiting room and we sit and we wait. And I ended up falling asleep in the waiting room. Well, of course you all. But thank God Stephen was there with me. But regardless, that was because it was I was up early and here I am sitting in a waiting room doing nothing, so Shut I up. fell
1: asleep. One of the nurses would have helped you up off the floor if, <laughs> if you fell asleep without Stephen. Anyway, when
0: I you. woke up, it was in about 20 after 11. Okay. And I was like, they haven't called us yet. And Stephen like, nope. And we're waiting. And it's now 11.30. And then it's 11.35. And I get up and I go to the front desk and I say, I'd like to cancel my appointment. Oh, what time is your appointment for? 10.40. Oh, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. So we'll ask. We'll go we'll check with the doctor. And they come back. He's been running late with his patients. They didn't know at the front desk? How mm. many other people were in the waiting room? There's about 12, 15 people in there. Oh, that's a lot. Big practice? Yeah, well, there's all doctors in there. It was at a hospital. Oh, okay. The doctor's office is at a hospital. So there's, I got you. there's about 12, 15 people in this waiting room. Who
1: could have been waiting for
0: anybody? And some of them were waiting for my doctor as well. I mean, we got there at, like you said, it was like 1130 when this younger man walked in with us, I assume with his mother, and they in in. The front desk. or we have an eleven twenty appointment with Doctor Ger- with Doctor, my doctor. It's the same doctor. I wanted to say to him, "Make yourself comfortable. You have a long wait,
1: but that ain't for you to do."
0: Well, I didn't say a word. That's for reception. But eleven thirty five, I got up and I walked to the front desk and I was like, "I'm gonna cancel my appointment." So what happened? Did you get seen? Well, amazingly, five ad- five minutes after I make my scene in the waiting room. Then they come and get me. Okay. And he was the doctor's assistant or whatever. She's taking down all her questions or whatever. Stephen said that she looked nervous
1: around me. <laughs> well, you know what happened, right? What do you mean? Like, what is your take on the uh, story? Aside from the fact that you were the subject of the story, mm-hmm. what happened? Where? What happened in that story? Where did the problem go wrong?
0: Well, that was the beginning of it. Having to be... Waiting over an hour and nothing being said to me about the doctor running late, anything like that. Okay. And it took me having to make a scene in the waiting room before the doctor then finally saw me. Okay, I understood And that. then when the doctor finally came in, he says, oh, well, I always run late with my patients because so I spend a little more time with them. Okay. And I wanted to say, well, then, instead of scheduling appointments every 10 minutes, schedule why don't varsity. you schedule them 15? Or 20 if you're to But before I could even suggest that, he basically said to me, if I didn't like it, I could always change
1: doctors. To you. Yeah. He said that. Mm-hmm. So, hold on. So, you complain. They said that the girls or the girls or the guys or the people, or the people who were in the front desk, go back and say, holy shit, we forgot this guy. You got it. Can you see him like now-ish? And then you're you're pissed. And he comes in and he's like, ugh, with you to begin with. So, yeah, this is bad. Yeah.
0: Okay. What, what, what kills me, though, is my brother has been in the hospital since yesterday morning. Oh, dear. He was having a sur- uh, surgical procedure. Done. Okay. He hadn't eaten since Saturday because of the surgical procedure. And here it is Wednesday. He didn't have, he was supposed to have the surgery done sometime in the late morning. He didn't have it done until early this morning, around 1:30, 2 o'clock in the morning. How many days did he go without food? That well since Saturday, so that's Sunday, Monday, and then Tuesday. Three and days because so food. because they were back up in the operating room. And I'm like, what is this? A factory or a hospital? Well it's a factory. What's the matter with you? And and that's what kills me about modern medicine today is the impersonality of it all. You know? Okay. It's just we're okay. just all numbers and it's just Frustrating as fuck. Let me let me tell you what you should do.
1: <laughs> what should I do? You should put your hair in pigtails. <laughs> My hair's not long enough. You should tie them with pretty bows. <laughs> Any color you like. And it's bright and pretty. Okay. It can be a pattern. Okay, but the bows are important. You 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 put your hair in pigtails. Braided pigtails if you can. Okay. Could okay. be long stocking look. Well, well, that gives you that gives you four bows instead of just the two. Okay. And and you wear a nice lightweight, blowy in degrees sort of cotton dress. Okay. Appropriately cut. Knee length uh, at the very least. Okay. Knee length. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you ain't got five. So yeah, we're going gotta- <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're going... uh, Maybe caftan. Something flowy. Something comfortable and flowy and welcoming. Holding... Holding... um, uh, I'm stuck on sunflowers, but I really want to say, like, some sort of wildflower bouquet type situation. The fuck is the matter with you? I don't know. What are you... Who are you? Like, like where do you... (sighs) What world do you live
0: in? I don't know, but you just described like the hippie pippy long stocking in a moo moo. That's,
1: that's that's good. That's what I meant. Now what were you talking about and apply it? Well, I was talking about the medical system. Yes.
0: And how and it and treats how, us like fucking numbers. And I think they do I mean like- in my job, if I kept <laughs> my client waiting for an hour and walked in and said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm al- I'm always late with my clients. You know, if you don't like you, you can find another attorney. Hold on, I wanted to go they back They would to that. go find another attorney. Of course they would. If I was late for court, the judge is going to penalize me for being late for court if I don't have a, a fucking good damn reason for being late for court. And he's not going to giggle when he says penal. But when a doctor's late, what penalty do they face? None. Yeah. They're still going to get paid. And
1: you're talking about cardiologists.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and just, and amazingly, my blood pressure was f- fairly normal when they took it. When they finally took me in, which kind of amazed Stephen as well. Because okay. he knew how pissed I was. All right. But yeah, it's just um yeah, I'm I'm sick of it. Doctor's
1: waiting time. Yeah. Okay. You know?
0: We're the ones who are giving up time at our jobs and other responsibilities in order to be at the appointment at the scheduled time. Okay. And that means we expect that we're gonna be seen. Within a reasonable amount of time of that schedule
1: allotted time. Let me, let me, because uh, even though you're older than me, mm-hmm. you're kind of new at this. <laughs> Okay, I've been going to these appointments for a long time. Uh Uh-huh. Going on 20 years, so uh, 1998. Okay, so we're talking about a couple of years, okay? Uh, You're adorable. Anybody who schedules time in 10-minute increments is squeezing people in. I know, and that's wrong. They shouldn't be. Make it 15 minutes then. That's, okay. 15 minutes for appointments. But this is, so long as as American medicine uh, remains a business, it's going to run on a business model. He can bill for every appointment, every 10-minute appointment, every 15-minute appointment he makes. So long as you show up the appointment happens, that's billable But time. in
0: any other business or industry if you did that where you had business meetings, every schedule for every 10 minutes, and you didn't make that meeting, or you kept that client waiting for an hour because you're now behind on all your 10-minute meetings, how long do you think you're going to keep that
1: business? Okay, so, so now you're comparing apples to oranges. Well, you're calling medicine a business, so I'm treating it as business medicine is a business but you know as well as i do that the business of a business the business of exxon the business that happens at the exxon headquarters ain't the same business that happens at the exxon on the corner down there where it's 235 account okay 235 i made that up that just flew out of my mouth i had no idea certainly not 235 anywhere near that i've seen anyway <laughs> so 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 business again one of your favorite Obnoxiously broad topics. Okay, so a business can contain many little business operations. It just in its operation. Operation. Do you hear how I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable? And I really fucked up emphasis on the wrong syllable. I really <laughs> should have done that better. <laughs> So 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 what so so this business does this and this business does that and what's the we're talking basically customer service. Yeah. Okay. So, customers. And the customer is always right. First of all, <laughs> you should cut that because you will have crowds in that park across the street. <laughs> now they will hang you in effigy. <laughs> Anybody who has ever worked in any sort of retail or customer service will kick you in your head.
0: I understand I was saying that in jest. No. Yes. No,
1: you were saying that in (laughs) white privileged (laughs) arrogance. Well, what I'm saying is
0: that doctors should give the same courtesy and respect to their clients that you expect from any
1: other professional. Nobody would disagree with you. Go find another cardiologist. I just may have to. If 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 that's important to you and you have the ability to, to doctor shop like that, if you don't go find another cardiologist, mm-hmm. I'm going to be pissed off at you that I just wasted these 10 minutes. <laughs> Talking about you being pissed at a doctor who's late. That's all I'm saying. Doctors are always late. Doctor, uh, okay. And
0: I think it's time we rise up and
1: stand uh, stand against it. This is the hill you're going to raise your flag on. (laughs) Yes. Doctors, time. Rise
0: up against fucking late doctors. So you
1: want uh, cardiologists on time or else? Exactly. Okay. We need to figure out something that cardiologists (laughs) unite. No. Anyway, so we need... Okay, so put that on a schedule. Oh, my God. What the fuck are you talking Doctors are always like, people are late. People are late. How, how tightly scheduled was your
0: day then? Stephen and I both had work. Stephen had a meeting at 1230 that he just made it to.
1: Okay, so you were about to leave when you needed to leave. See, that's the thing, is that when you need to leave, you leave. If if the doctor was... I showed up on time, I did what I was supposed to do, and now I can't wait longer than this because I have my life to do, so I'm going to leave, and you'll get in touch. Believe me, they're going to get in touch. You know why? Why? Billable hours. Mm, yes, I know all about those. <laughs> yes, you're a lawyer. But the thing is, I work for my billable hours. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna some, something about billable hours is gonna be on your headstone. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, if you're standing here, it's billable hours. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was the Will and Grace code? Um, what are the magic words? That was the the the, the uh, tap dancer, uh, Gregory Hines' character. Yes, it was. He was the lawyer, and she, he said to her, she asked him to do something, and he said to her, what are the magic words? And Karen said, billable hours, and off he went. So, yeah, all right, yeah. Okay, billable hours.
0: So what's your gripe of the week? Did you have one? Oh, God, we're up to that already. Yeah, what have we been doing for the past 10, 15 minutes?
1: Unappreciative bosses <laughs> who... Uh 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 use your labor for free. I'm talking about you, bitch. You talking about me? God, how could you not have? How fun? am I your boss? Could do the podcast and I, uh, you know, like, I ain't the boss of you. Never mind. <laughs> I I was trying to follow up, like connect jokes or connect connect moments <laughs> through a joke. Yeah, I'll connect the moment with you, and it failed. Mike Rap of the week. Let's see. I had one right there, but I dare not try that strategy again. <laughs> Let me go to get off my lawn things. Um, I covered bird poop. Um, what else? What else? My gripe of the week that, like, is not as lame and mundane as... What was yours? Waiting for doctors. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Late doctors. Yeah, that's a gripe. Late doctors. Okay. Um. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, something about deli deli clerks. Deli clerks. Deli clerks. What about uh, deli clerks? I don't know something. I, I like uh, most deli clerks. Yes, yeah, so do I. But but I'm I, I need a gripe. So I'm gonna do, <laughs> uh, I'm looking. So to, you're gonna
0: make up one. I'm gonna
1: make up one because yours was so fucking lame. Um, uh, deli workers. Deli workers who can't remember uh, your cream cheese order. <laughs> Have you personally experienced that? I I have been in the room. I have been in the room where it
0: happened. Ah, oh, but it never happened to you personally. I'm sorry. Does this gripe
1: have to be like a personal affront? Or well, is it, 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 should,
0: it well? You're a grumpy old man. Usually, it's
1: something that offends you. Okay, what offends me? Aside from this display, <laughs> is deli clerks who can't remember the cream cheese
0: order. Okay, that seems like it should be someone else is great, it's, but, since this has never happened to you personally, and you should not be affected by the fact that a deli clerk may have missed a cream cheese order on someone else's order, since that has no direct
1: effect on you. It doesn't matter. It, it's a display of incompetence. But I will let you have this, because you're a dick, and you're, you, you are the kind of dick that is like rotting somewhere, <laughs> right out in the heat for too long. Oh, my God. And, and, and beyond Sunday, you're just disgusting and horrible. So, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to go. My grab of the week? Yes. Friends who are disgusting and horrible, <laughs> dick in the heat kind of people uh, on a Wednesday. Terrible people. But when I got to wake up for school in the morning.
0: Oh,
1: yeah. Terrible I, people. I, I hate them. I still say that. I'm 55 years old. <laughs> I got to go to school tomorrow.
0: Oh my God. What I have to put up with is unbelievable. You just sat knew. back in a
1: chair. If people only knew what I am Waiting for me with. to shut up. <laughs> and you got a good nap in. I got to say, I saw you drooling. it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it sounds like <coughs> like cheap gay <laughs> fetish porn. Like BDSM hardcore leather, not hardcore, yeah, a little bit. Make it stink, but not too bad. <laughs> okay. Kinda um that's what that sound is. Okay. So I'm thinking, well what's this topic?
0: None. I just felt like playing it. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. In fact, we're at the end of the episode. Believe it or not.
1: I crawl on my belly with my hands in the sand. (laughs) Gripping. Pulling myself along. Yeah, I'm glad you're pulling something. I'm pulling myself my (laughs) fat ass stomach. You think it's easy to haul this son of a bitch? Oh, I'm sure it's not. You're not sure of nothing, you little fucking midget. A leprechaun (laughs) bitch.
0: But anyway, we want to thank my husband and producer, Stephen Prendergast, for supplying us with the chocolate donuts that Tommy brought earlier.
1: Yes, he brought them in at the exact right moment.
0: And we also want to thank our youthful ward, Bryce Powell, for all his... Pre production setup that he can, did. Oh,
1: he's. He's.
0: He poured your drinks, he, by the way. He's more than you deserve.
1: Oh, really? Say, and, and can I say, um, this may be, I don't know if I, whatever. But, okay. Uh, Bryce is leaving. Yes, I know. He's moving out in November. And I'm heartbroken. Oh. I am, because. I love him. Oh, we love him too. Also, the best episodes we've had, uh-huh. by the numbers. Yep. As we are episodes where me and Bryce kind of got drunk.
0: Yes. So we actually appeal to an alcoholic demographic, it
1: appears. Satu- yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we should have known that from the beginning. <laughs> yes, we should have. I think we made strides today with both of us picking Arthur as a hero. Well, no, you picked Arthur as a hero. What did you pick him as? I didn't pick him as
0: anything. I took apart your choice of Hobson as a hero. Can we see that on the deposition? Yes. Okay. I'll give you the transcript, please. Anyway, this is a reminder that you can find all of our episodes on our website, man And soon to come to
1: YouTube. Well, yeah, that's what we're working on. You got? It's just ridiculous you don't. Talk to my producer. No, stop saying that. I think if you go back, you've said that three times this episode. Good. You're gonna just duck under. the Andy your, saying, "You're gonna smile and be cute." <laughs> yes, which that, I can't help. Comes to me automatically. Yes. <laughs> yes. And let me let me assure you. Yes, from surely. all of the, your peers throughout the years. Yes, you, the adorable, cute, puppy-eyed Irish thing. Yes. Yeah. F- <laughs> fuck you. It gets old. We see through it. Okay. You're not fooling anybody. Are, are you done? Um, yes. Good. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. I was talking about YouTube. <laughs> Bitches ain't on YouTube. Not yet. We're working on it. Uh, okay? Tell them, kids. You guys down there in your 40s. Tell them. <laughs> it's all about YouTube. YouTube is where the audience is. YouTube has more eyes. Yeah. Okay. YouTube. What platform are we on? God. What platform are we on? What is our like The Gallows? That's the platform we're
0: on.
1: Oh, look at you. All Elizabethan humor. <laughs> Suicide humor. <laughs> or execution humor. Oh my god. No, wait, hold on. I'm on something. Oh, humor. please hurry up. I wanna sign off. Okay, so so what platform are we on?
0: We're on lots of platforms. No, we're on
1: Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on this, that, and the other thing. Whose servers are we on? <laughs> I, what do you? What do you want to know? Uh, you what? know what? You, now that I got your blood pressure raised, and I know you ain't going to sleep for a little while, we can go. Oh, you're a fuckhead. Go ahead. Next. <sighs> On that note, have a good night. Have a
0: good week. Have a good life. We'll see you next time. Bye, bitches. Unless I'm in prison for killing Tommy.